Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Wrestling Podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster. Zencaster.com. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. For all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones, all your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. My brothers and sisters, non-binary extraterrestrials, and all the folks in between. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And let me tell you something right now. I was wrong. You understand what I just said there? The Duke, this guy, the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. I was wrong. Danny G, the pride of New England, Okay, the man who used to be in the White Hen parking lot, winking at all the pretty girls and calling everyone kid. What's going on, kid? What's going on, kid? The the man who was the coolest guy in town. Okay, the man who married a woman who flamingos and pelicans fly, pelican fly, fall in love with. Danny G, he was right. And I was wrong. I'm talking about the Royal Rumble 2023. I said the WWE had to find a way to somehow get Sami Zayn eliminated from the Royal Rumble so Cody Rhodes could win. That would be best for business. I also said someone uh, like Becky Lynch should win the Women's Royal Rumble. Well, Danny G, he said... Cody's going to win the Rumble, and Rhea Ripley's going to win the Rumble. And he was right. So there it is. That's why Danny G is the pride of New England, and I'm just I'm just that guy. Some guy. You know, dude over here. But I'm not the pride of New England like Danny G is. He, he is like, uh, he's Miss Cleo. He is Miss Cleo 2023. So on behalf of everyone that's ever been wrong before in life, I'm admitting it. So can you. That's right. I'm going to go over the uh, full results for the Royal Rumble and talk about a few other interesting things. And in fact, I'm going to start with this interesting thing. Sean Ross Sapp allegedly 
has sent Vince Russo some disparaging remarks in private messages and sent him his phone number. Now, I say allegedly because I haven't seen any evidence of this happening where Sean Ross Sapp did all this to Vince Russo. But let me tell you something. If I was ever uh, deposed and put on the stand and forced to um, swear on a Quran or on a Bible or, you know, on a Pastafarian uh, colander, I would have to tell the truth. And I'm telling you all right now, Sean Ross Sapp has been in my inbox having a complete meltdown. And he even sent me his phone number the last time he was in my inbox, which was not that long ago, and insisted, no, let me take that back, uh, requested, no, let me take that back, demanded, yes, that's the right word, he demanded that I call him right now so he can say the things to me that he can't say to me on Twitter because he's in fear that he will be removed from Twitter for saying these things to me on Twitter. Sean Ross Sapp. So when I hear Vince Russo say that Sean was in his inbox saying some disparaging things and 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 also gave his phone number out to to Vince, I lean on the side of believing Russo because I know I've never told Vince Russo that this happened to me. So what are the odds that we share a similar experience with Sean Ross Sapp? And and if anyone's wondering right now, no, I have never called Sean Ross Sapp. And I never will. I'm not friends with this guy um, until he opens up the checkbook and pays me for my time. You know, I mean, I'm not a professional. I'm not a, I'm not a mental health uh, uh, doctor or anything of that nature. But my time is valuable. And when someone is, is clearly having some challenges and they want to cuss and, and carry on and conduct themselves in a interesting manner that is completely, you know, nonsensical to me, um, you're going to have to pay me if you want me to continue to give you any of my time. And I, I think I've made that clear. And to Sean's credit, it's been, you know, I'd say what, somewhere around eight weeks now where I haven't heard from him in that manner. Thank goodness. Hopefully I never hear from him again because we're not friends. I don't really care about the guy. Uh, other than I, I pray for him because I, I, I'm not going to say I feel bad for the guy, but I, I do feel that somebody who is so talented and and supposed to have you know a, a real grip on being somebody in this whole wrestling space. I know it's all make believe and pretend, you know, <laughs> it's okay, Fabe, but he's a big deal in this make believe world. Um, for somebody who's done that, and again, he's talented. I, I, I told him that to his you know, his face as I typed. And I tell you folks this all the time. I, anyone who ever asked me, I always say he's a talented guy. I don't understand why Sean Ross Sapp feels the need to constantly look for conflict with people. It's a very strange thing to me. And you look at a guy like Vince Russo, you know, Vinny is not somebody who's going to sit around and fight with. First of all, he's an older guy. You know, Vinny's close to retirement age. Let's just call it what it is, right? It's an older guy. What are you doing getting into a pissing match with Vince Russo for? 
I understand this is a make-believe world, but sometimes I feel like Sean Ross Sapp doesn't understand that. Seriously. And what's worse, a lot of his followers, you know, these are these are the GoFundMe heroes out there, by the way. These are folks who every so, not even so often, very often, they have reasons why they need to beg for GoFundMe money. And listen, I understand it. It's a hustle. It's a medium. It's a way for people to give you something. But it's like, damn, could you at least work for it? I mean, come on. You know what I mean? You know, go go do a rap mixtape for Tony Khan or but for some reason, that's who the guy attracts. And it is what it is. I'm not going to belabor that point because this is about Sean and his insistence on trying to convince everyone, including himself, that he is the baddest man on the planet. This guy is like he's Mike Tyson. Who else is he? He's Mike Tyson. He's Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's Conor McGregor. He's Amanda Nunes. He's Oleg Tektarov, the, the Russian nightmare. Uh, he's Tank Abbott, certainly. You know, he, he's Big Daddy Goodrich. Sean Ross Sapp is, is Ken the Rock Shamrock. Sean Ross Sapp is every... He's Dan the Beast Severin. Sean Ross Sapp is, is Marco Ruas. He is all of these folks wrapped into one. Every Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone... Dwayne The Rock Johnson, every superhero that you've ever seen, especially in the movies and in the comic books, you got to roll them all up into one. Roll them up, Jack. And they pale in comparison to who Sean Ross Sapp wants you to believe in terms of his ability to bully and straighten out and beat up and cuss out anyone who he feels uh, he needs to deal with. And it's a very strange thing to me because it's like, I don't understand the desire to want to be that person. Like, just, just be the guy who has figured out how to sucker people into spending a lot of money for, for quote unquote inside news that if it's even half right, that's saying a lot, you know? It's like that's a that's a damn good hustle, man, and you, you you got that going on. And now he and his his uh brain trust, you know, they're on the attack on Dave Meltzer this year, which is very interesting. I but I predicted this. I said that Sean was gonna, you know, he was gonna go after Meltzer and, and kind of cause he needs to knock him off his perch so Sean can be the ultimate king. He wants to be the man. So he picks fights with wrestlers online. Again, this is supposed to be kayfabe, but I don't. I, I'm, Sean clearly is taking this very seriously. He picks fights with wrestlers online. He picks fights with other uh, IWC personalities. He picks fights with random accounts. He picks fights with me. Who am I? He told me one time, you're a nobody. Nobody knows who you are. And it's like, okay, well, you, you clearly know who I am. I got years of you in my inbox just saying the most ridiculous things. And it's like, and listen. I don't put this stuff out, but I kind of feel like maybe I should because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's entertaining because it's actually disturbing. It would be entertaining if I thought this guy was just doing a gag, but he's very serious, which leads me to believe, uh, this is, this is kind of disturbing, quite frankly, you know, I don't, and that's why I don't put it out because I don't want anybody to feel like I'm picking on the guy. 
for having, I don't know what it is. Is it a breakdown? What is it? I don't know what it is. And I feel like everybody does that because to date, I've never seen anyone put out chapter and verse, you know, everything he said to them in their inbox. Now I've seen people do screenshots, you know, here and there. But the thing about Sap is that he goes on a tirade and he can't let it go. And it's just, that's who he is. Very, very interesting person. I mean, I, I think that we're going to have to put him in every Hall of Fame uh, just out of concern that he may, you know, cuss you out if you don't. And it's like, you don't want, you don't want problems with him. He told me one time he can kick all the asses. Okay. So you figure out what that means. But Sean told me he'll win all the fights. He can kick all the asses. It is what it is. Okay, cool. That's, that's impressive. I don't, I've never heard anyone who actually believed that, but this man said it and he, there was no LOL at the end. So I have to assume that he was being very serious anyway. So he's in a pissing contest with Vince Russo for some odd reason. Vinny Russo gives his opinion and it's like for people who have a problem with other people having an opinion, you know, this is how they react. They just start going crazy. At least it, it looks like it's crazy. Maybe it's very controlled and very deliberate, but it still is disturbing. So I don't know. You know, good luck to that. I don't I don't know. If if you if you're cussing Vince Russo out and possibly challenging him to any kind of physical altercation, I mean, are you supposed to get a pat on the back for that? It it's just sad. And it's very strange. But whatever. You know. The legion of burner accounts, which it's unfortunate that a lot of these folks take the time to make those and, and contribute to those. The legion of burner accounts and other disturbed people who feed off of this weird energy, um, crass jokes and nonsense like that. You know, the guy has a problem with me because I have an open mic policy where I'll interview anybody. And and he and and this it's interesting because again, this guy, you know, he's living in a different dimension here. His biggest beef with me, other than the his number one beef with me, is that Brad Shepard is somebody who I enjoy having on the show. You know, Brad, you're always welcome back on the show. No, Brad's taking some time off because other people affiliated with SAP and possibly SAP, I don't know. But other people affiliated with SAP have targeted Brad Shepard and his family. They've doxed them. And then they've bragged about doing so. They've done some pretty horrific things. Not my story to tell, but Brad, you're always welcome on the show if you ever want to come back and tell that. But uh, Sap has an issue with me uh, interacting with Brad Shepard and having him on the show and sharing his content. So that's number one, which is like, what is, is Brad Shepard like the, the, the stepfather that you always hated or something? I don't, you know, that's whatever. Your, your issue with somebody else is not my problem. But there's that. And then number two, that I'll have anybody on the show, including people who've done the most reprehensible things in life, right? I'll have anybody on the show and let them say their piece. And then I let you, the listener, you make up your mind about how you feel about it. And, and this is the interesting part. It would be one thing if Sap and his legion of, of you know people like him if you actually listen to the content, it would be one thing if you gave me a critique about the actual content, right? 
but it's never that. It's always, well, you had so-and-so on your show and you're giving them a platform and you're, you know, that's an endorsement. Even though I literally say on the show, this is not an endorsement, even though I will literally say on the show, especially the most reprehensible people, you know, what you did there was wrong. I don't believe in that. It's terrible. Literally. I had Brian Kendrick on the show and I, you know, I kind of took him to task about what he did wrong. And, 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 you know, Sapp and his, his band of, uh, merry stable people, they got a problem with that, right? They got a problem with that. Jason Rance, I did a whole series with him, a guy that everyone wants to talk about, but they couldn't get an interview with. So I told him, listen, I'm going to do a thing about you. People have been asking me for years to do it. You're welcome to come on the show. I won't interrupt you. I'll let you say what I'll let you say your piece. This is the first time you can finally let it all out. And the guy did. Not only did he talk about the things that we know about, like being a registered sex offender because of his lewd and vicious uh, behavior with a minor, which is just completely reprehensible and disgusting. And I told him such. And I made that clear over and over again. Right. But he also talked about other crimes that he committed. And then he talked about people in the wrestling industry who have assisted him in staying alive in the wrestling industry, still doing business, including promotions. Nobody on the SAP side, these, this is, these are the great big journalists and all that other nonsense, right? Or these are the great big media insiders and all that stuff, right? Nobody over there wanted to cover that because then you'd have to actually take a look at the wrestling industry and start holding people accountable for keeping this guy employed because they're actually putting money in his pocket. See, I never did that. I didn't even run an advertisement during that episode or during that series, right? Other people did, when, especially the people who were reproducing my content. And I still know you're out there and don't worry, it's coming. Uh, but it's very interesting. And when I say it's coming, I mean that, you know, whatever you made off of that, you're going to have to give that back and then I'll just redistribute that to charity or something. But, you know, certain people out there, Mersh, who's a real scumbag, by the way, um, you reproduced my content and you were taking what you, you know, donations or whatever the hell you want to call it. You made money off of something that I refused to make money off of because, it, you know, I just didn't feel that was right. But you're going to make money off of my content. I got something for you in the form of you're going to have to give every dime of that back. And then I'm going to redistribute that and I'll post the proof of it. But don't worry, Mercy boy. I've been giving you some time to build up that kitty and then I'm going to come for it. It's coming. Anyway, getting back to Sap here. Uh, Sap <clears throat> has an issue with me having these folks on the show, but this is a news show. And I make no bones about the fact that Duke Loves Wrestling is a news show. I cover the news. Whoever's a newsmaker, who's ever topical, who's ever interesting to me, and and not everyone who's on the show fits all of those, but if you if you get at least one of those, I probably will have you on the show. I have the indie kids on the show, people who no one's ever heard of before. This is their first feature, and I love doing that. I spend a lot of episodes every year doing that. I have the forgotten stars, people who drew money in this business, and then time forgot about them. I have them on the show. That's my way of giving back to the industry, just like what I do with the indie kids. And then I have more current stars, soon-to-be stars, other people who have interesting things to say about wrestling and expressing their fandom, and then people who have nothing to do with pro wrestling, you know? But it's just interesting because I can find a way to, to meld the two worlds there. That's what we do on this show. And if any if, if Sap and his band of merry stable people ever listened to the show, they would know that, right? 
some of those folks who are in his circle, they've actually been on the show before and benefited from being on the show. But that's another story. We won't get into that today. I don't want to, you know, I want to make sure I keep my aim focused here. So it's very interesting. The guy has a problem with who I have on my show. And I'm supposed to be a guy that no one's ever heard of, even though his his publication that he's part owner of, you know, they cover Duke Loves Wrestling. They have through the years. He can go back to their archives and he can see how many times they've covered things that have happened on my. I'm a nobody, but yet your publication has had to had to cover my show. But I'm nobody. No one's ever heard of me. That's fine. I'm okay with that. The guy is so fixated on who I've had on my show and who I interact with that he he feels the need every couple of months to cuss me up and down in my inbox and then insists that he's never going to talk to me again. And then he'll come right back around and do it again. And I know that he and his, his cronies are on burner accounts because every time I say, I, you should come back on your real account, Sean, suddenly this guy's in my inbox cussing me out. I don't have burner accounts. And it's like, well, if you don't have burner accounts, how do you know that I just said that? Clearly, <laughs> you're paying attention. Anyway, leave Vince Russo alone. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with Vince Russo. He is what he is. He's always been who he is. He's not going to change. And it's not your business to change him. You know what I mean? Vince Russo has his audience. Do I agree with everything that Vince Russo says? Absolutely not. Do I find him a, a fascinating person? Absolutely, I, I do. And my history of Vince Russo goes all the way back to the WWF magazine. So, yeah, Vince Russo always has a place on this show because the guy has actually something that Sean Ross Sapp has never done. Neither have I, by the way. The guy was actually in the room working side by side with Vince McMahon. The guy was actually the guy writing stuff and helping careers. And the people who were impacted by that have gone on record and said so, whether they said that they like him or not. So Vince Russo is an expert on what he's talking about. What the hell are you, Mr. Telling about the inside scoop and the rumors, and you're lucky if you get half of them right. Stop it right now. Stop it. Over there, getting into people's inboxes, cussing them out. You got your cronies who are going to go and rage and jump on people's pages. And yet, I had one of these, these completely stable people, because I call this guy Paywall Jesus, and I call him that to his face on this on Al Gore's internet. Paywall Jesus. Right? You can't call him Jesus anymore. He cut his hair. What? <laughs> it's like, lady, get off my page. Why are you talking to me? I don't even know you. I don't even want to know you if this is how you cussing me out. I don't even want to know you. Ma'am, get off my page. Go go do something that matters. Talking to me certainly doesn't because we don't know each other, and we don't have a reason to know each other. I don't even want to know you. If you never came on my page, I wouldn't have ever known you, by the way. These are the kind of things that happen. And these kind of folks that SAP has as part of his little army, they're going to jump on, they're going to bring their burner accounts, and they are going to make you famous for a day, threatening and cussing. And that's the other thing. I got a whole inbox full of that. I got a whole inbox full of that. Threats and things like that. Give me a break. Anyway, leave Vince Russo alone. He he has earned the right to have an opinion on pro wrestling because he's been there. Period. 
we fans, and that's what you are, Sean, we fans, well, you know, Sean will tell you, well, you know, he's wrestled in a match and, and, you know, he was training and wrestling and he's an MMA, such and such, and he knows how to do whatever. You're a fan. You're a fan. We fans can have an opinion and we can do our little entertainment thing and that's fine. But we don't have no business giving a guy like Vince Russo a hard time, cussing him, threatening him, demanding that he calls you. He doesn't like you like that, Sean. You know, go down to the local uh, chicken spot and get yourself a bucket of thighs and take it easy. Take it easy. That's right. Anyway, going back to what we were talking about before, Danny G was right. I was wrong. The Royal Rumble, it was interesting. You know, the highest grossing Royal Rumble in the history of the Royal Rumble, which is pretty interesting. Um, I enjoyed the card. It was good wrestling. It wasn't great wrestling, but it was good wrestling. I liked what I liked, and I didn't like what I didn't like. I'm going to tell you right now, the men's rumble was very good. It was just a little too long for me. Shout out to Gunther. He was number one, and he lasted to the end. Cody Rhodes, who was number 30, threw him out. But shout out to Gunther. I enjoyed Bobby Lashley eliminating Brock Lesnar. I thought that was very exciting. I enjoyed when Brock Lesnar came out so early. I thought that was really cool. Right? That was really cool. So the men's Royal Rumble match was cool. There was no one in the bloodline who was in that match. I was very shocked by that. The Bray Wyatt LA night match, I understand why it was done. You know, Mountain Dew wants to pay for a match. Why not? I thought it was abysmal. I thought it was, I thought it was just completely abysmal. It was a match that you just want to watch. You just want to look at the pictures afterwards because the pictures were cool. But that's about it. I thought it was abysmal. LA Knight, he won that whole um he won that that whole feud anyway because he got himself way over while Bray Wyatt just looks like stuck. No one is clamoring for this guy to be champion. No one is clamoring for this guy to even feud with anybody. He's just, it's like whatever. Anyway, the raw women's championship match between Bianca and Alexa Bliss, I thought it was so so. I don't know. I don't think those two have good chemistry in the ring. That's my opinion. Uh, the women's Royal Rumble match I thought was a stinker. Did not enjoy it. I'm glad Rhea Ripley won. And we found out that she dislocated her knee during the match, which is terrible. I thought it was a stinker. I enjoyed Asuka. Other than that, I, I just wasn't impressed with it. Sorry. And, and listen, for all of you out there, you need to understand something. If I can put something over, I can also say when it's not good. How many women have I had on Duke Loves Wrestling? There's, there's no one that I've ever seen who's had a podcast as long as I've had a podcast who the show is not dedicated to one type of wrestling or another. I cover wrestling, right? And yet, how many, how many other podcasts have featured as many women as this show has, despite the fact that this is not a women's podcast, right? I cover men's wrestling. I cover women's wrestling, non-binary wrestling, whatever. Wrestling all over the globe, whatever, right? But I feature women's wrestling because I'm a women's wrestling fan. And I advocate for women's wrestling. Everybody knows that. You should see the people that call me and ask my opinion on that or ask for my help on that. So when I say something is not good, yes, that's my opinion. As a fan of the genre, 
but that's okay. Some of you humanoids online, you, you get a little rambunctious. Oh, how dare you say that? And it's like, well, <laughs> I'll say it again. It wasn't good. So there's that. Uh, the undisputed match, Roman and Kevin Owens, I thought that was not good either. I Listen, I'm not a Kevin Owens fan. I can, I can tolerate him, but I'm not a Kevin Owens fan, so I'm never really going to like much of what Kevin Owens is doing. His, his, his greatest moment was whatever he did with Steve Austin. He carried Steve Austin. That was it. Everything else is just like, whatever, Owens. When he powerbombed Cena, I thought that was interesting, too. That was about it. I think what he does, the, the powerbomb on the apron, I think is very ridiculous, dangerous, and unnecessary. So, you know, that is what it is. So I thought the match wasn't good. I thought the storyline and what happened after the match was fantastic. Sami Zayn hitting Roman with the chair, just like Seth Rollins hit Roman with the chair years ago. I thought that was fantastic. Jey Uso walking out and then announcing online that he's no longer in the bloodline. Fantastic. Can't wait to see what happens. Now we got Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. Like, what is going? who is going to challenge Roman Reigns? And will they be challenging Roman for both belts? That's, that's all that matters right now, which is just, it's wonderful. Now, we know for now that Cody Rhodes is going to be in one of the main event matches at WrestleMania. We know that. The winner of the Royal Rumble... They get, the, they get a main event at WrestleMania. Good. But will Cody be facing Roman Reigns for both titles? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm excited. I'm dialed in. Very excited. WWE is just, they're firing on all cylinders. And it's no surprise. I mean, Vince McMahon is back. And you can say whatever you want. But when Vince McMahon is back, business goes up. Period. End of the discussion. I don't care what Brendan Howard Thurston III wants you to believe. It is what it is. On the flip side, I don't know what's going on AEW. They are putting out some of the worst wrestling. This is this is like the worst years of Impact Wrestling. Like that's how bad the quality of wrestling in AEW is right now, and that's how bad the quality of their storylines are right now. But I will say this. I have noticed that they're starting to feature more black men on TV. And that is a major reason why anyone is still holding on. They're not featuring enough women's matches. There's still only one per TV episode. And that's why they, they're not really seeing much growth. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. It ain't going to happen. So you don't have to wonder why your company is failing, Tony. What do you expect? You made all these promises and you never came through. And then you looked at us like we were crazy for calling you out about it. Well, of course, you're going to turn off the majority of the audience. What else did you, what did you expect? CM Punk, he posted a photo and was laughing at the attendance of, of uh, this week's Dynamite because it was abysmal. First of all, the arena they were in was like a, I don't, the, the capacity of the place was what, 7,000, if that? I think it was more like 5,000. Whatever it was, they didn't sell that many tickets. 
Now, look, they sold, according to the numbers, something like 5,000 tickets were sold, but it didn't look like 5,000 people in that place. You do the math. Somebody's fudging something. What do you expect? The quality of your product ain't there no more, man. And if it, it, it's never been there, quite frankly. It was just something different and new. Now it's stale. MJF is not a draw. But how do you expect a guy to draw when you're not putting him in there with people who can draw? You have Danielson, who you've completely destroyed. Danielson can't even give you a proper return on the investment because you've completely made him unimportant. You blew it. That's the that's the reality of that. You blew it. Now people are gonna hear this and they're gonna say, What the hell is Duke talking about? I said what I said. I said what I said. So there's that. <laughs> I thought they, they knocked it out of the park with the uh Jay Briscoe tribute match. Certainly Mark Briscoe. Dedicating the match to his brother, that helped AEW have a, a what one would consider a strong rating for them last week. But you know, they got bounced back down to earth this week. It is what it is. So, and, and it's interesting. WWE just put out the, um, well, not them, but 2K Sports put out the WWE 2K 2023. They put out the teasers and giving us information about the the game and it's supposed to drop in March right before WrestleMania. Everyone's just pumped about this. This game is going to come out before AEW fight forever. How long has AEW been working on this video game and they've been talking about it and getting people, you know, interested and now they've just completely blown it. I think that that game is probably going to go down as one of the worst games in history when it's finally released. And how much money did they pump into this thing in order for it to more than likely fall on its face? Meanwhile, WWE 2K23 looks fantastic. Looks like a fun game. Looks like an interesting game. You know, well put together. Everyone's excited. John Cena is going to be on the cover. Huh. Can't beat that. Speaking of which, what's all this nonsense about Steve Austin was offered a match with Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. Are you kidding me? Do you really think Steve Austin is going to sit there and take a bunch of suplex city, German suplex, and a guy who doesn't wrestle anymore, a guy who, you know, he might have been cleared to do that thing with Kevin Owens, but let's be honest here. Steve Austin ain't taking no major bumps ever again. And you're going to sit there And you're going to tell the lie that he was offered a match with Brock Lesnar? Stop it. It's ridiculous. Something more ridiculous is the people who are upset with the WWE because The Rock, at this point, does not appear to be part of WrestleMania. There's no announcement that's been made. They look like they're going full steam ahead with this Cody Rhodes and possibly Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns triangle thing going on here. There's no rock involved. But WWE never even said it. They never even alluded to it. They never even tried to pretend like The Rock was going to be involved in WrestleMania. This is the the, the dirt sheets 
who have fooled you and lied to you and got you to think something was going to happen that never was in the cards. It was never going to happen. But I bet you paid that $5, $10, $15, whatever, paying people to lie to you. And And then, you know, in the case of a guy like Sap, you're paying him to lie to you and then cuss you out when you complain about it. Jump into your inbox and send you his phone number. Somebody send that man a bucket of thighs. Tell him to take it easy. Right? Chicken wings are a little expensive these days, but thighs are still pretty reasonably priced. Send him some thighs. Tell him to take it easy. Anyway. I'll tell you, man, it's a pretty exciting time in pro wrestling because there's a lot of good things happening, but there's also a lot of crap. And that's unfortunate. We still got these indie kids. They're barely making $50 a shot. A lot of these scumbag indie promotions that shouldn't even be in existence because you have promoters who couldn't draw flies to a a, a dung pile. They're immoral. They're not serious about promoting. They're trying to do a money grab. And they're ruining a lot of these indie, indie kids' lives, putting them in danger. These things are happening in real life. Who's going to talk about it? If, if I have a, a scumbag indie promoter on my show and have them tell their side of the story, I'm sure people like Sap are going to be having a bellyache session about that too. But the irony of it is, I want to know, scumbag indie promoters, all of you out there who couldn't draw flies to a dung pile, what's up with these, these, these small payoffs and what's up with these... Uh, you can't draw people think, why are you even in business? What are you doing? Huh. And don't get me started on these, these death match places with the light tubes and the nonsense. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of good things happening in the, in the world of pro wrestling. Yet WWE, Impact Wrestling, they're starting to hire more former WWE and WCW stars. So... They're getting a, a, a rejuvenation of attention because of that. They're bringing back some of their own old stars. So they're, they're mixing in a lot of people who have some type of name recognition on TV. And then they're blending in a couple of lesser known younger stars, which is, a, you know, that's a good formula. That's always a formula that's going to work. It's always a formula that's going to make you some money. MLW, they just signed a new deal with Reels, the Reels channel. So they are technically on a TV channel. Congratulations to them. While Superheroes continues to impress, they just did another tryout, so they're expanding their roster as some people get got thinned out. Mafioso and Rekka Tahaka, whatever she was called in WoW. Uh, Vert Vixen. What did they call her? Gamer or something like that. Yeah, I don't think they're with the company anymore. That happens. Good luck to those ladies. You know, a lot of them just go on AEW and get jobbed out on Dark. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Let me tell I'm going to tell you right now. And, and everybody knows I'm a huge WoW supporter. WoW Women of Wrestling. Everybody knows that. Done series about them and all that other good stuff. And we'll continue to feature their talent on this show. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't understand why... While superheroes contracted talent are wrestling on television for any other promotion, and more importantly, losing on television 
for any other promotion. And I don't understand why they're wrestling on other people's web shows and losing to people as well. I think it's a complete disgrace to see while superheroes contracted talent losing on SmackDown, which is what Jasmine Allure just did. But it's but you know Jasmine is only the latest. Mafioso and and Rekka and 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 Vert Vixen and a lot of these ladies who are in WoW superheroes been all over TVs losing mostly in AEW, some in WWE. WoW superheroes is on TV. <laughs> You're building a brand here. Now, in defense of the wrestlers. Wow, are you paying them enough to stay exclusive to you and not lose on TV to other people? Because that's important. That's that's paramount. That's the most important. So that's an indictment on Wow. Are you paying these talents enough to not lose on TV on somebody else's TV show? And what kind of contracts you got these these ladies under if they can just lose on TV to somebody else? It's it's very strange to me, but it cheapens the 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 allure and the, and the concept. No pun intended with the allure, but it cheapens the concept here. You can't be a big star in WoW and then you're on AEW Dark getting your butt kicked. <laughs> what? I don't remember seeing Hulk Hogan being the big man in WWF and then getting jobbed out in friggin' I don't know global. Like, what are we talking about here? Got to figure that out. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it does not make WoW look good. And I think people need to speak up about that a little bit more. And those contracts need to be tightened up, but there better be some more zeros. There better be some more digits on those contracts too, because those ladies certainly, they're TV stars. And they're, they are doing well enough that you're delivering a rating that's respectable. So it all needs to make sense all around. That's my take on that. And I don't really care who likes it or doesn't like it. It makes sense. See, that's the thing, folks. Look, I'm not pro-company. I'm pro-wrestlers, but it's got to make sense. It's got to make sense. Right? So when I talk about certain things, like this wow situation, yes, I understand how this makes the company look crazy. On multiple levels. And I don't understand why the talent can't seem to, you know, understand that concept themselves, other than the fact that maybe they're not getting paid well enough. And that trumps everything. So, Genie Bus, <laughs> you're a billionaire. You signed that deal with CBS. There's no reason why any of your talent should be wrestling anywhere else, especially on somebody else's TV and web show, taking losses. You do not see that happening in the WWE. Shinsuke Nakamura just wrestled Muda, and he won. Figure that one out. Anyway, Duke Loves Wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook, on DukeLovesWrestling at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I'm sure I pissed enough people off today. I'm pretty good at that. You know, the Sean Ross Sapp stuff, seriously, I, I you know, I, I don't want to say I feel bad for the guy, but I feel bad for the guy. I think that when you're that talented, 
and you've built yourself up enough that people are paying to attention to you to reduce yourself to jumping into people's inboxes and giving out your phone number, raving and ranting like some kind of lunatic. It's like, what are you doing? And why are you doing it? You're not Superman. And no one cares how tough you think you are. And no one is impressed with how many threats you put out there. And no one is impressed by how much you puff up your chest and you think it's cool that you can jump into somebody's inbox and custom. That's, that's, a, that's a degree of insecurity that's just incredible. It's disturbing. <laughs> and the people who cheer you on, I mean, you, all you got to do is look at the way that they conduct themselves. And then you understand, well, this is like a, a whole gang of people. This is what it feels like. I could be wrong, but it's like a gang of people who never had control ever in their lives. And now that they have this fantasy world online, they're going to find a way to yield some control for the first time and feel like, yeah. But then then the same people who will solicit you for money because they can't pay their bills. And listen, we're in a tough economy right now. I understand it. It's not easy for a lot of folks out there right now. We're in a transition as a society where a lot of things, a lot of jobs are shifting. A lot of skills that were once commonplace are fading away. And machines, you know, like Dusty Rhodes said, a computer took your job, daddy. I get it. I get it. So I'm not trying to, you know, if that, if it, it's better than doing something illegal. And certainly if people want to give you donations to keep your lights on, that's, that's honest. It's fair. As long as you're being honest and fair about what you're using the money for, you know, because certainly if you're popping up at wrestling shows after you done begged for money because you said that you can't keep the lights on, I don't care if the if the wrestling show tickets were free or not. The optics of that is questionable. Because I don't know. Oh, I just want to have fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Could have been drawing stick figures or something and selling that. You know, maybe what happened to the NFT? I thought NFT is going to be the wave, man. Go do some NFT work or something. I don't know. Anyway, I think that the fan base within the wrestling industry mirrors the wrestling industry. There's your healthy, thriving, successful portion, and then there's the not doing too well portion and the not doing too well portion is much larger than the healthy and successful portion. And that's unfortunate, but those who are in a bad spot, they don't need to spread that misery on other people. That's my take on that. Some of you are going to agree. Some of you are going to disagree. Good for you. Either way, pull up your skinny jeans, whatever. Um, but that's why I, I like to say, you know, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. And I think if you're being kind to yourself, then you're certainly not in anybody's inbox cussing them and demanding that they call you so you can cuss them in more colorful manner. I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing. Who knows? You know? I just don't think that trying to convince the world that you're some kind of tough guy or tough girl, I don't understand that mentality. It's, it's just very odd to me. 
Mike Tyson likes to talk about the fact that he, he, he never wanted to be the tough guy. He doesn't want people to think he's a tough guy because those are the people who at some point are going to have to prove it. And more often than not, they're going to have to prove it against somebody that they can't prove it against. And then what? And I don't wish that on anybody. I want peace. <laughs> Tell people all the time, I'm not, I'm not a tough guy. I don't carry on like I'm a tough guy. Um, you encroach upon my ability to have my freedom. I'm going to defend myself and God, you know, God bless you. We'll see where you, where you end up in that situation. My money's not on you in that situation, but I don't go looking for it. And I don't go pretending like I can kick everybody's ass. I just know that I, I'm fully prepared and equipped to defend myself when I have to and, and, and the people that I love when I have to. And we can both go down. That's okay. But there are no victims here. But I'm not in anybody's uh, inbox trying to convince them of anything. <laughs> just leave me alone. You know? You take a guy like Vince Russo who wrote a TV show that people are still upset about 20 years later. That's embarrassing. And that's, that's very crazy, by the way. It's not like Vince Russo was managing of the business, right? You look at Vince McMahon and Tony Khan, I can understand people having stronger language for them. They, they're managing the business. Careers are in their hands, and, and the business itself is in their hands, right? Financially. Whether or not it's going to be on TV is in their hands. Vince Russo is a writer. And it's interesting because they don't have that same energy for any other writer out there in the history of the wrestling industry. And that, to me, just shows how hypocritical and lost these folks are. In reality, they're picking on, on Vince Russo because Vince Russo has an audience. And because people like Cornette and Bischoff, they've convinced you that Vince Russo is this boogeyman and that somehow, some way, they're more virtuous. When in reality, Jim Cornette is a low-life scumbag racist weirdo. And you can tell Stephen P. knew I said that. I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Steven, Cornette's a scumbag. Slapping his, his uh, wrestlers under his care and things like that. He's a scumbag. And Bischoff, who I enjoy, by the way. I enjoy listening to Bischoff talk about the wrestling business and things like that. The business of the business and all that stuff. But, but Eric Bischoff was standing in front of a whole room of people saying he was going to bankrupt a whole family. This is, this is not a person who <laughs> is virtuous. This is a person who's a jerk. You don't have that same energy for other people, but you have that for Vince Russo because those guys have convinced you that, yeah, he's the bad guy. Go after him. He's a writer. Stop it. Vince Russo was never in charge of a wrestling company. Stop it. He's a writer. You blaming a writer is just crazy to me because somebody had to approve of that and somebody had to allow it to air. The manager is more important than the writer. Give me a break. 
people write stuff all the time. Doesn't mean it needs to 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 air or be put out for public consumption. Leave Vince Russo alone. And if he wants to talk nonsense on his podcast with the fake terrorist Bin Hamid, who's a low life scumbag, get your mop bucket, Benny. If he wants to talk nonsense with people like him, that's his business. If they want to say that they care about freedom of speech and, and all this other stuff, but then they want to censor people at the same time, which is a contradiction, and I don't agree with, I think you, you got to go one way or another. You, you can't sit there and play patty cake about that. But that's their business. We don't need to inbox them and, and threaten to beat them up and cuss them out. and You know, got to prove that we're the toughest guy on the planet because stop it. Give me a break. Anyway, I got to get out of here. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Don't let anybody push you around. When people jump in your inbox and make demands of you, tell them you'll pray for them. Tell them that um, you're going to have to start sending them an invoice. They're going to have to start paying you for your attention because, you know, you didn't request them to be talking to you like this. So you got you to send them a bill. <laughs> But don't cuss them back. That's what they want. The, the, the best thing you can do for you and the worst thing you can do for them is not cuss them at all. They can't stand it. Why isn't this person cussing me back? How can this person afford to not give me the same energy when I said all these nasty things to them? It messes up their whole thought process. They don't know what to think, which is the point. You low-life scumbag, I want you to know the way that you're conducting yourself is unacceptable and you're not important enough for me to reduce myself to, be, to go down to your level with the way you're conducting yourself. No, I'll pray for you. You're very talented. I, I prefer when you're not acting like a raven lunatic. Stop contacting me unless you're going to pay me up front first and then maybe I'll consider listening to your ranting and raving. Other than that, just leave me alone. That's how you deal with people like that. That's what's best for you. It's really best for them, but they don't like it. <laughs> you know, but they do need to hear the truth because they're clearly not hearing it enough from their their uh, band of stable friends or whatever they call themselves. Anyway, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.